guys. Welcome back to We Know How to Read. My name's Natalie. And I'm Megan. And I'm Jen Furlong. So if you can't guess, we're <laughs> here doing an interview, another author interview this week. Yay! Yes, first. <laughs> we are going to be interviewing Jen Furlong for our They Know How to Write series. Yes. Oh, I love that you remember that. <laughs> I forgot about that. Of course I remember that. I came up with it. I'm very yes. proud of it. Yes, that's not. <laughs> You came up with the, we know how to read. I came up with the, they, they know how to write. You know, you know, I am honored to be included in the, they know how to write. <laughs> of course. Of course, of course. <laughs> Honestly, I think you were one of the first people that I thought of. I was like, you know who mm-hmm. I think we could convince to be on our podcast. <laughs> That's so exciting. I yes. texted Megan. Yeah. I was like, I know somebody. <laughs> She also texted me um, at the uh, meet and greet y'all did, you did at oh, yeah. Noble and was like, so I just met this author. I need to talk to you about this. <laughs> Honestly, so I'm going to let you know something coming in. Um, I had planned on coming to see you for like a few days. I didn't know who you were. I'd never heard of your book, but I wanted to come back because I saw your, I saw the cover and I was just like, I'm interested. And I've never really met an author before in this kind of setting. Mm-hmm. I had just gone to um of like family-ish shower early, earlier that day and it was honestly like really terrible it like emotionally for me like it was just I was oh. in a foul mood and I was like really upset and I made myself leave I felt guilty for leaving the shower early but I was like I just can't be around these people anymore they're just being horrible <laughs> Um, and I, and I went and saw you and honestly, it turned my entire day around. It turned my entire mood around. I ended up like, was so happy that I had met you and connected with the Barnes Noble at Libby. It's like, like connections. Yeah. I like called up my husband cause I was so excited for everything that just happened. And I was like, I want to go out for a drink. Like I want to have a, like a little toast of like amazing awesomeness that just happened in my life. And like, we went out and had a glass of champagne and I was like to new things, look at all this exciting stuff that happened to me. So like you, t- like meeting you and that whole experience, like really turned around my entire day for me. Oh, that is, that is awesome. That makes me so happy. <laughs> yeah. And I remember like getting in my car and um, we video call each other and I was just like, Megan, <laughs> Megan, <laughs> you won't believe what just happened to me. <laughs> and then that was the moment where I was like, God, why do I not still live in Richmond? Um... <laughs> exactly. It's where the couple kids like are. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Come back to us. <laughs> Oh my goodness. Okay. So first question, mm-hmm. what are we reading? What are we, what, what, what are we reading right now, guys? Are we reading anything? Oh my gosh. That is such a hard question right now because um, I can't, I don't know if you can really see in your camera, this massive stack of paper. Yes. So this uh-huh. massive stack of paper is um, book two. <laughs> and so I'm spending an awful lot of time with book two, and I I really want to finish um, Red, White, and Royal Blue. Oh, because Casey McClintock can write, and so I'm having a really good time reading it. But and I had to had to put it away because I said, you know what, I'm just not getting the work done if I'm spending mm-hmm. my time reading. I just need to be in edit mode, and I really need to get this complete. I feel bad. And um. And I have a policy for 2022, end of 2023 through December of 2023, which is I'm only promoting 
independent authors. Good for you. That's awesome. Because I really think that a lot of the big five published authors, they've got their money behind them and they've got plenty of marketing that they can access. And that for those of us who live in indie world, we need to be with each other. Um, and if yes. I'm not gonna, you know, go on my TikTok and put up mm -hmm. independent books, I don't really have the right to say, hey, look at my book. Yeah. You know, yeah. because all I'm talking mm -hmm. about is big five. So why would I be like, look over here, mm -hmm. indie awesomeness. So I'm really enjoying um, a series by C.L. Walters right now. Okay. Um, and it's, it's contemporary, it's YA to NA, um, and it's sort of modern, regular teen life romance. And I'm enjoying that quite a bit. Nice. So awesome. CL Walters is, um, is, is where I'm at in the indie world. And I'm also oh. about to read, um, uh, what's it called? What's it called? What's it called? Oh my gosh, I'll think of it. Um, okay. But it's got a, you know, it's very witchy. Mm -hmm. Oh, it's called Ooh. It's called what? It's called, it's called Blessed. And it's um, a girl who's um, like, from what I understand from the back, she's like the tool of angels. Hmm. Um, but it's okay. not nice. Something about it is not nice. And that's what's intriguing to me is that she's the tool of angels, but the angels are like, I want it. No, I want it. No, I want it. No, I want it. Ooh. Okay. So, so I just wrote that down because literally anything that's witchy, I am. I'm gonna yeah. read so <laughs> yes so I'm yeah. super excited to read that that's my TBR nice my immediate that is TBR. So cool. wait hold on I'm looking at CL Walters right now and I'm, I'm intrigued I love her what I love her cover art it's it's very it's really good she has a really good cover so I've got some I've got her books right behind me on the shelf over there and I I just am excited for her future yeah she was the one who inspired me to really pursue Barnes and Noble actually really? as a, as a oh, venue nice. for my books because she did it. She had mm -hmm. her books in Barnes and Noble. And I was like, if you can do it, I can do it um, because you're smart and awesome. So I'm going <laughs> to go figure out how to do the thing that you did. That is awesome. So she that was is an so inspiration. Cool. Mm -hmm. That's so cool. I am currently reading an ungodly number of books at this moment. <laughs> I read an entire book today. Uh, not what? proud of it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it was not, it's not one of those books that you're like, <laughs> it's just, how many pages was it? Was it on your Kindle? It was on my Kindle. It yeah. was like 230, I think it was short. It was also not like mind gripping or like plot. <laughs> the, the, there was no plot. You get my drift. Mm hmm but it was, it was in space. <laughs> and, and I had already read another book by the author and it was a bundle. And I was like, it, it just so happened that one of her TikToks came up on my page for that exact book that already existed on my Kindle. And I was like, well, you know, might as well. Might as well. I can just read this. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and, I, and then I, um, so I, I just, I finished that book today. I finished reading the book that I was telling you about yesterday, Megan, what was that called? I like that. I'm asking you. I don't know. <laughs> the Untamed Vixen. Oh yeah. And yeah. then I, I finished that yesterday. Brandy Elledge. Ah, that's the author ah. of Blast. Brandy Elledge. I knew it would come to me. Sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt you're you. Good. No, totally you're good. Right. 
I'm okay. currently reading um, Empire of Storms by Mass, uh, which is, I think, the fifth book. Yeah, it's yeah. so good. I okay, I, so I finally went out and this like I finally went out and bought the rest of the series. I should be reading those right now. Yeah. I did you not. Did <laughs> yes, um, I did finish a book yesterday. You um, did? I did. <laughs> I'm so surprised. I've been in a, with school starting up. Yeah, I've been in a really bad reading slump just because getting into a new school year. Mm-hmm. Um, but I finished. Um, it's called Strange Practice by Vivian Shaw. Um, and I finished it on. I listened to it on Audible. Nice. And it's um this woman, Dr. Greta Helsing, is a she runs a clinic for the supernatural. So vampires, ghouls, zombies, mummies, werewolves, all sorts of any type of thing. Um and it's in modern day London and uh, something starts, there's like a modern day ripper going around killing mm. people and no one knows who it is and they're killing like humans, but then some of the supernatural creatures are being attacked as well. So they're trying to figure out and there's like, it's really, really good. And it like jumps to multiple points of view. It was really cool. And there's two, there are two more. Uh, so I think I'm gonna start the second one soon but yes I have to I have a whole list of books that I need to be reading but, um. <laughs> while I'm avoiding uh Empire <laughs> Storms because I know it's gonna emotionally destroy me because I have I know I know something that happens because it, it's been out for a while <laughs> and the internet exists um and as soon as I met Rowan I decided to look him up and then there's fan art of what happens so I kind of have stop, 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 stop. Oh, I'm not going to, I'm not going to tell. <laughs> so while I'm avoiding Empire Storms because it's going to emotionally destroy me, <laughs> I have been reading um, Guardian of the Drowned Empire by Frankie Diane Malice, alternating between that and Of Destiny and Illusions by uh, Valia Lind. Hmm. Uh, which is a YA uh, magical school full of witches, shifters, and something else. Some other type of magical. Faye, there we go. Um, And I'm on the second book in that series. Very cool. That one's really good. That sounds super fun. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, Speaking of magical schools. Oh, good good segue. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Speaking of magical schools, uh, just so our listeners can get to know you a little bit better, um, the you know, are you Harry Potter fan at all? Oh, I'm Gryffindor. Yeah. For oh, sure. okay. See, okay. that was the question. That was the question. What house are you? What house are you? Yeah, we're we're all yeah. Gryffindors. One of my <laughs> one of my sons is a Hufflepuff, but the rest of us. Are That's Gryffindor. me. <laughs> I am a Hufflepuff. Yeah. I am very a good. Yeah. <laughs> so I used to work at a at a children's bookstore in Los Angeles um, called um, Storyopolis. And my one of the things that we did was we had the midnight launch parties for the Harry <gasps> yes. Potter books. And my husband came because he's such a Potterhead. He came, 
and played, stood behind a curtain as we put the sorting hat on people's heads and he played the sorting hat. That's so sweet. So he had that a little microphone awesome. and he was voicing that he was like peeking out from oh. the and like voicing the sorting hat for all the kids. And he was just so happy. I went uh-huh. to those. I, I did too. A, I was not a child by the end. <laughs> well, I wasn't really a child at the beginning either. Mm-hmm. Um, I used to, <laughs> I used to dress up in my best outfit to meet oh, boys. Of course. I, I I went there to meet boys. <laughs> oh, because you knew the ones that were there were going to be okay. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, I the knew they were nerdy like me. Mm-hmm. And I I remember, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, I went there with these like three guys. I'll never forget it because I picked out like my best um oh what's that uh surfer brand it was like roxy it was roxy brand and it was a halter top with it was a halter top and off the shoulders of the layered shirt and i wore that with these like little shorts to the i'm pretty sure it was fall mind you because it's harry potter and i wore these little shorts and this halter top and i remember thinking yes the boys will love me. <laughs> oh my like, gosh. This is how I'm going to get this. <laughs> but Wingardium I, Leviosa. Oh right? yeah. I was like, <laughs> let me whip out my flip phone to give you oh. my phone number. <laughs> oh yeah. my gosh. But yeah, you, I love yeah. that. I did not have that experience at ah. the midnight. Uh, I was there for the books and only the books. I didn't care about anything else. <laughs> I mean, at least I had a good dating pool. I knew they had a good brain. Yeah. No. You know? So, yes. <laughs> That's great. So, yes, I am a Ravenclaw. Um, oh, my gosh. My husband's a Slytherin. My neighbor is a Slytherin. It's okay. Yeah. Yeah. Mine. You know. Yep. Yep. Slytherin. Awesome. Uh, <laughs> I mean, gotta love them. Gotta love them. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So, one of the um, tried and true questions. It goes in line with the witches and the, and the magic and all of that fun stuff. With the rise of the fae being the new trending favorite mythical creature, um, mm-hmm. if you could be one, which one would you pick? And I think I know which one you would pick. Uh, would you rather be a werewolf? A vampire or fae? Is that even a question? <laughs> I mean, no. Because, like, literally, if you look at your, like, load your website. Jen writes <laughs> vampire books. <laughs> and literally, yeah, there's no question. Yeah. It's like yeah. homepage, expect vampires. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> yeah. So, when I was in my 20s, because I was once in my 20s, um, one of my very dear friends as my birthday present um, sent me to her dentist and he made me the top row <gasps> with my little fangy fangs. Oh. And until I had my babies and my teeth moved, um, I could wear them, but I had a bigger gap then. So they don't fit me anymore, oh, no. but it's really oh. tragic. But um but yes, so because I played, I played so many live action vampire games that mm-hmm. my friend thought that instead of wearing fantastics and like trying to like stick them on and then you had the, the dental, you know, you've got the mm-hmm. little, whatchamacallit, um, uh, denture cream, yes. right? Like stick them on. She was like, listen, you just need a bridge. 
Yep. So she got me a Fangrid. Wow, that's a, that's a that good birthday awesome. present. Yeah, she loves me. We've been friends <laughs> for a long, long, long time. Like solid uh, birthday present. Oh. Solid. <laughs> Come to the dentist. <laughs> what? I mean, no, no. Trust me, it'll be a good time. <laughs> it says not me. I hate the dentist. Of course, who's the dentist? I mean, no right? Yeah. Dentist. No offense, folks. If you're a dentist, yeah, but, right. Um, I um, I actually go to a, like a, a like a therapeutic dentist where they like I I lay in the dark and <laughs> they put like a weighted blanket on me. <laughs> oh. I'm like really bad at the dentist. So no vampire teeth for you. Oh no, come, come, uh, come for me, come for me. <laughs> I'll take you right now. <laughs> um, so are you, do you like Underworld? Underworld. No, what? Underworld. Like the, the like the movie. The, oh, 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 oh. Um, you know, it's been a while since I've seen any Underworld. <sighs> Scott Speedman lives rent-free in my head. <laughs> I totally understand. Yeah, no, I'm, um, see, you have to, so here's the rock under which I have lived. Um, <laughs> I did mention that I had four teenagers, right? Yes, mm -hmm. yes. Okay. So if it came out after 2002 <laughs> and before like 20, before 2015, and it mm. wasn't Lord of the Rings. Oh yeah. I didn't see it. Yeah. That's fair. You know, that is that is totally understandable. <laughs> I mean, there's not many things that you missed during that time, like no. movie-wise. Perhaps. There's not many. <laughs> but Underworld high one of that my is a great favorites. one. Yeah. Mm, I love yeah. their depiction of lichens or werewolves, or whatever you want to call them. <sighs> So much better. Right. <laughs> I'm putting it on the list because again, I Do have it. heard of it, but I have not seen the thing. I know. Kate Beckinsale is my woman crush Wednesday. Mm -hmm. I had a poster of Scott Speedman in my bedroom. <laughs> like, he was next to Orlando Bloom as Legolas. Okay. All right, I'll watch. I understand. <laughs> they, they I understand were... the quality you're speaking of. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. No, 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 no. Yeah. I, I have. <laughs> I like blonde men. <gasps> That's why I married my husband. Ah! <laughs> it all makes sense now. <laughs> I understand. I produced. I produced blonde men. <laughs> I, there you go. <laughs> at one point in my life, it does not look like it now, but I used to be naturally blonde. Mm, I don't know what too. happened. I don't know what happened. Oh. I was like, where did it go? <laughs> um, okay, what was it? Oh, the oh, last oh. question, the yes. um, elements, yeah. Go for it. So, so, okay. So you can interpret this question with whatever um, fandom you would like. Mm -hmm. um, but if you were to choose an element that you most associated with, water, earth, fire, air, which would it be? Water. Water. Really? Me too. Yeah. And yeah. not not just because like I would totally be a waterbender. Like if we're gonna go, <laughs> go. the last airbender. Yes. yes. Um yeah. And it's so funny when you ask my husband this question, he always says, Well, I'd be an at the avatar. Oh. Duh. No. <laughs> and I'm like, I would really be totally happy just bending water. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. That's like a go to, so a go-to question with me and my friends, like we sit down, if we get into large groups, if we're at around the dinner table long enough, we'll start having a discussion 
of what our bending styles are, even though we all already know what our bending styles are, but it's even more fun when there's new people at the table and they're like, wait, you all have bending styles. What's my bending style? It's like, it's like, then it's like a unanimous discussion about their characteristics and which bending is best fit for them. And they're like, well, where did you come up with this conclusion? It's a very like thought out thing. That's the way, that is the way to do it, yeah. So we were, of course, thinking Avatar The Last Airbender, but we didn't want to like, you know, stifle you with just- Impose that upon me. Right, we didn't want to assume Avatar The Last Airbender, so I'm glad that That we were all in the same way. I came out from under my rock because (laughs) all of my kids were like, mom, come watch with us. And I was like, no, guys, I'm so busy. And they're like, mom. (laughs) Finally, I, I watched it and I'm, of course, love it. Oh, yeah. So good. So good. I, I'm i a fire. I'm a firebender. Mm, wonderful. Yes. yes. <laughs> How about you, Megan? Oh, I am water. Yeah. Which is interesting considering we're both earth signs. <laughs> yeah, I am very much an earth sign. <laughs> yes. And Hufflepuff is considered to be like earth out of yeah. the elements. Oh, it well. is. Really? So it like, mm-hmm. yeah, so... It goes Gryffindor fire, Ravenclaw air, Slytherin water, and um, Hufflepuff is earth. See, and that's what makes me a fire sign is that as soon as you said I would be an air sign based off of Ravenclaw, I'm like, eh. <laughs> I don't want to be an air sign. I don't want the power of wind. I want to I want to shoot lightning out of my fingertips. <laughs> there you go. I just yeah. want to be Azula, no. which says something about me, but... <laughs> Maybe without all the mind stuff. But, yeah, uh, the, the unhingedness of it. Which was so cool. I was like, yes, power. <laughs> okay, so we have some juicy questions yes. to ask you today. Oh, I love juicy questions. I hope I have juicy answers. Well, the first one, um, not particularly juicy, but I'm on your website because I like to snoop. One, did you make your website yourself? Um, yes. Cool. I love that. I love to see people making their own stuff because I do too. <laughs> yep. I, ha- I now have um, an intern who works Ooh. with me. And so I have taught her, I basically said, go to the site and figure it out. Like, how do you do an update? But that was part of her, you know, education. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yes, but I built the thing and stuff. I was just curious. Um, that is as, awesome. As yep. somebody who does a lot of that stuff mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. Um, Stacy's favorite coffee. Is it your coffee? Is that what you make yourself or did you make it up for her? Okay. So I have to tell you this, um, until I recently took my son to new Orleans, um, cause he had a job down there. And so I drove him down and I was like, well, I guess I should try the, you know, the coffee with the chicory in it mm-hmm. again. Mm-hmm. And I'd had it 20 years ago when I was in New Orleans, when I was an actor and I liked it because I hate coffee. (gasps) I know, I know, but don't (laughs) worry. I'm going to save the day here. Don't have heart failure yet. So, um, we go to we and I try this chicory coffee, you know, cafe du monde and then morning Mm -hmm. call. And I'm like, they kind of taste the same. And I was like, let me try regular coffee from somewhere else. So I go down to the hotel and I get regular coffee. And I'm like, it's the same. Like there's no chicory 
in this coffee. Like I did that or every piece of, can of cup of coffee in New Orleans has the same sugar. So mm. we go back to my sister's house in South Carolina. I'm like, can I have some of that iced coffee in your fridge? She's like, oh yeah. So no chicory in it. But what happened was I hit a certain birthday and my taste buds obviously have gone through a change. And now I really love coffee and it's super delish. Welcome, welcome to the welcome. club. Um. Thank you, thank you. So, so to answer your question, um, no, Stacy's coffee was completely unrelated to my own taste wow. of coffee. But now the best thing happens when I do book signings at Barnes and Noble. Mm-hmm. They sometimes, like the Fredericksburg store, will do it. Um, they make a coffee drink in honor of the book. Or to match that is the book. So cool. Isn't that so awesome? That is awesome. I love that. And so the barista gets to like, you know, I tell her what Stacy likes and what she does. And then the barista makes the magic happen. And then I drink one all day and it's so glorious. Oh, that's oh, so that cool. is so cool. I love I love that. I mean, clearly I am a I am a Barnes and Noble fan. Same. Yeah, same. <laughs> Super people. And it so creative. Mm-hmm. We're gonna make a coffee to go with your book. What? Right. Can right. I make a note to add drinks, coffee I, drinks into uh <laughs> I'm like thinking future to myself, publications? I'm like, what oh, can yeah. I add to my world? But like it's not <laughs> there's no coffee. I mean there is coffee, but it's like hmm, here's some black coffee. Mm. <laughs> like, a chapter in Mercy has some has some amazing coffee in my imagination. Maybe someday I will open Chapter in Mercy because I just love this yeah. idea so much. I mean, I Isn't think that's terrible. No. I'm like in love with my stupid coffee shop. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, one of the things that I've always wanted to do in life is open up a coffee shop. So, mm-hmm. Jen, go into business. <laughs> so, you live in Richmond. Right, yeah, right. to be in so, the fan and we'll figure man, it out. I really wish I lived in Richmond still. Um. <laughs> oh, also. Just have to come my- back up. My clauses about opening up a coffee shop, as since my husband is a musician, we need mm-hmm. to have a uh, band stage so we can oh, yeah. have Friday night music. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, that's- so between your husband and her kids, it works out. Yeah. We're done. Check. Nope. Yeah. Done. He doesn't and do done. Celtic music, but he looks Celtic. <laughs> it's fine. We can have all different right. kinds of music. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, he kind of, yeah, he's all over the place. He does everything. <laughs> He's working on his uh, album right now. That's great. Yeah. Tell him to go team go. It's all <laughs> artsy fartsy over here. I love it. <laughs> Music is part of the human. It's just part of what we are as humans oh, is yeah. connection with music. Same with language, right? Language oh, yeah. is just slower music. And so really like, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Oh, you you're make his you're album. Talking- my kids made my album and it like changed yeah. our lives. Like, you're, you you're talking to a language teacher over here so <laughs> yes um so speaking of that do you listen to music while you write I have in the past right, right now I do not right okay. now I'm like if there's a squirrel outside making noise I'm like you know I really prefer <laughs> quiet mm-hmm. oh, wow. at this yeah. point but I have I have listened to music while I wrote um but you know, I've 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 ridden this pony before. You know, like mm-hmm. I've I've actually got five novels that are done. They're not all published, but they mm-hmm. they exist. And so, thank you, thank you. Um, 
And so it just depends, you know, have I listened to plenty of music while writing? Yes. I frequently put the radio on in the car and I'm like, oh, that's, that's Matilda's theme song. Oh, I need that for Stacy when we shoot this scene for the TV show. Oh, I need that. So I'm always running um, music awareness, mm-hmm. you know, for, mm-hmm. for the characters and for the stories. And now that people, the nerve, are what wishing they had playlists to go with the books. I'm like, oh my God, now I have to start making playlists. <laughs> so I'm always asking people, what is this, you know, what, you know, I said to my best friend, I said, I need, Stacy needs, needs to be able to talk about the music with Finder and Tully when she meets them. Like they have a conversation, like, what do you listen to? What do you like? Cause they're in fact, actual bona fide teenagers. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And she was like, she set out on a quest to like find me the perfect Stacy music. Nice. That's awesome. Yeah. So it was really helpful because I only had my tiny little music library that I am familiar with. And I was mm-hmm. like, no, Stacy probably listens to stuff that's different from what I listen to. Like she's gone beyond Rusted Root and, you know, she listens to other stuff. So yeah. I had my BFF helped me figure some of that out. It didn't all make it into the book or anything, but I do have Mm -hmm. a list. That is awesome. I have have a a few songs that I think of like Horns by Bryce Fox, I think is his name. That's Mm -hmm. for my main male character, Azel. That's Mm -hmm. the song. (laughs) I don't know why. It's like one day it just kind of clicked years ago. I was writing and I was like, this is his song. Uh, Wonderful. And then it's just, I don't know, it's just stuck ever since. <laughs> it was always a very powerful tool for me when I was acting. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Because literally, like, I had one, I did a show called The Children's Hour by Lillian Hellman. And it's about 8,000 years old. And um, it's a wonderful, wonderful play that is almost about to become irrelevant um, because LGBTQ is now much more widely accepted, mm-hmm. but it's about two women who are teachers in a boarding school and a little girl, a young woman, like 13, 14 years old. And she um, has a, basically a, a borderline personality disorder. Um, mm-hmm. She has some mental illness, but what she does is she decides she wants revenge. One of the t- teachers makes her upset because she can't go home or see her grandmother. She, there's something that she's not allowed to do. Mm-hmm. And she gets very angry. And so she frames one of the teachers by saying that she's a lesbian and she is involved romantically with the other teacher. Oh. And what happens is that it turns out, like spoiler, spoiler, um, is that the woman is in fact a lesbian and she is in fact in love with the other teacher. And it's oh. ruinous. It ruins the school. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. I know because in the 1940s, you didn't do that Mm -hmm. in public. You know, and so Lillian Hellman was so progressive in even writing about this at all. And this young woman who just ruins their lives. And that was Mm me. Um, (laughs) And and it was great fun to play the villain. Mm Um, I actually play naturally play villains, which is kind of funny, Um, (laughs) but I frequently get cast as the villain. So anyway, I played the villain, even though she was this young, innocent looking little girl. And um, uh, I had this song from Stone Temple Pilots and I would literally sit um, 
in my car and blast this song before I would go into the theater. And I was like, oh yeah. Mm -hmm. And so I found (laughs) one of those for like almost every character that I played, I had like a song and I would listen to it before I went into the theater. And it really just, it helps focus you like, it does. You know, here's what I'm mm-hmm. here to do. And it's just fantastic. So I have yay very, music. Yay. Yes. Car- yay music for your man character. Rock on. <laughs> yes. I have very limited acting. I've only done one show in my entire life. And I, when you, I hadn't really thought about it since until you mentioned it, but like I too listened to music before going into the theater. Mm-hmm. And I just, it wasn't something until just now. I was like, I was like trying to reflect and be like, huh, I wonder if I ever did anything like that during my brief stint on the stage. And I was like, I did. I, I listened to Florence <laughs> and the Machine every day before I walked into like See? on set. Oh no, I was like Brilliant. hardcore panicking, like trying to calm myself down. Like, okay, we got this, oh. go on stage. It's all good. But you know, high school, so. Oh, college, <laughs> college. Oh, the college one I did, I was fine. That one, until yeah. I like, yeah, that one wasn't a big deal. But in high school, it was mostly just like looking at the book, like, okay, you remember this. It's okay. It's going to be okay. (laughs) I was way, so I was way too shy and like awkward in high school. I like would never step foot on a stage. That was (laughs) terrifying (laughs) to me. So I decided for my junior year, maybe it was my senior year, might've been my senior year, that my one and only acting experience I ever did my entire life. I was just like, you know what? I'm going to go big or go home. I auditioned with no prep. I had nothing planned to speak. I didn't know I needed to do it because I'd never gone to an audition before. My friend was just like, hey, I think you should do this. And I was like, okay. And they were just like, well, go on in. And I walk in and they call me down and they're like, so do you have like anything for us? And I was like, no, am I supposed to? They're like, do you have a headshot? And I was like, nah. They're like, what are you reading today? And I was like, I needed something to read. (laughs) I mean, like, (laughs) no not prepared at all and they're like you can read from the script and I was like cool I auditioned and succeeded in getting two parts in the vagina monologues (laughs) that's awesome (laughs) my one and only on stage performance bravo bravo amazing (laughs) and I uh one of the coolest experiences ever I think the best thing of all is that our rehearsal space was the basement of like this like uh, Presbyterian Catholic Church that was like off campus. They were like, "Hey, uh, make sure you always come through the basement door because they do um, like self help meetings upstairs." Oh my and goodness gracious! So like it was like I think at the same time that we were in the basement talking about vaginas, they were like upstairs <laughs> talking about their drug addictions. So it was it was a very interesting environment welcome to college right yeah. oh I was yeah just like, absolutely yeah here welcome we go. to theater honestly right well, honestly. and that's the truth yeah, yeah that's yeah. the truth so yeah. how much acting have you done it seems like you have quite a bit of background in that well I started acting professionally when I was 10 um I went to a high school of the performing arts through which I acted you know worked like getting paid, like actual wow. working. That's awesome. Um, I went to New York and I worked. I went to LA and I worked. And um, my the majority of my career was a, and my earlier career was um, in the DC theater. 
And so I did national tour with the Kennedy Center and I worked literally, I don't, I don't think there's a theater in DC except for maybe two or three that I have not worked in. So in terms of acting, like I was a professional equity actor for 30 years. Wow. Um, and I went SAG in the early nineties. So I'm a member of equity. I'm a member of the Screen Actors Guild. Um, so yeah, I am a, I am a professionally trained and like an actor. So have you, are you intending on continuing doing that? Are you still like actively pursuing roles or like, how does that work? <laughs> you know, um, right now I am not actively pursuing it because um, in writing, I get to play all the roles. True. Um, so that is very satisfying for me. And being an actor is a lifestyle where if you're in the theater, you're rehearsing one show during the day, if you're lucky, right? If you're a working actor, mm -hmm. you're rehearsing one show during the day and you're doing another show at night. And I have these four teenagers. Um, and so it is very important to me that I am available to them and that I raise them myself. Um, mm -hmm. And so um, I do not pursue theater at the moment, which is not to say that I wouldn't. Like, for example, my son was in a production of Midsummer Night's Dream and the, the woman who was directing the show, she says to me, she's like, you seem like you have a good personality. Uh, the woman who played the fairy um, dropped out. Can you do it? And I was like, oh, is that over hill, over dale, throw flood, throw fire, over park, over pale? And she was like, yeah. And I was like, yeah, I know that speech. I can do that show. I knew that. She was like, oh, and then somebody else got sick and dropped out. And she was like, can you be snout? And I was like, um, yes. <laughs> and so um, when things fall into my lap, mm -hmm. then yes, mm -hmm. I say yes, because it's my first love. Like, why wouldn't I say yes? Yeah. Um, but right now, all of the actors in my family are geared toward film and television. And I do have an agent, I do get auditions. Um, sometimes I book jobs, but for the most part, um, I am really focused, like laser beam focused on authorship. Nice. Um, because I am at an age where I do not look typical for the age that I am. And I'm a very tiny human and I am an energetic human. <laughs> And so I don't fit the category of what most people are looking for easily. So instead, my plan is that someday when um, Stacy becomes a TV show, um, I will play Matilda. Aw, that would be awesome. <laughs> Why wouldn't I play Matilda? Right. Um, yeah, it's so evil. It would be so fun. And you yeah. always get the villain role. So it'd be and I'm, I'm a natural villain. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, so I will play Matilda um, in my in my perfect world. You know, who knows if my perfect <laughs> world will come true, but in my perfect world, I'll play Matilda. Um, right. So I will I write roles for myself in everything mm. that I write because oh. why would you not do that? <laughs> um, hello, all actors and writers sure. who are listening to us, write yourself a role. Um, now I'm like reflecting. <laughs> right, write a role be? for yourself. Why would you not do that, right? Mm -hmm. You're the IP owner, you're the creator, you're the artist, put yourself in the play. Oh yeah. Um, I mean, Ben Affleck did it. Do you know what I mean? Like Goodwill Hunting, like <laughs> all mean, these movies, yeah. 
are oh, these yeah. kids who wrote these movies for mm-hmm. themselves. Yep. Um, it's not anything to be ashamed of, you know? Yeah, like, yeah write yourself I apart. Why would I you don't think I'm in it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I mean, cause like. Well, maybe in 10 years, you know, like you, you never know. Like that's why Matilda is. <laughs> you, yeah. Is. I could be the queen. That's all I got. <laughs> hey, that's fine. Yeah. I mean, oh yeah. You don't have to be a lead. No, no. Walk on. It's great. Like I'm like specifically thinking like I I'm not my main character. Like I I, I can't I can't be my main character. I'm not a 14 year old Jewish girl. Like totally. Yeah. yeah. I I do not meet any of the appearances of my main character. Um, but I'm like thinking to myself, I'm like I can't be the ship captain because that's based off my best friend. <laughs> So I'm like, I guess that makes me the queen or I could be her grandmother. <laughs> it's all a matter of timing. Oh yeah. It is. Oh yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to lie. I loosely based off my main character's uh, father off of Orlando Bloom. Cause I'm like, <laughs> and I had to have my, my uh, legless moment late in the life. <laughs> That's hilarious. You gotta do it. <laughs> a thousand percent, a thousand percent. So to go hand in hand, I, um, I watched your book trailer. Did you direct that? Did you do all the behind the scenes work for that? Uh-huh. Nice. And uh, I'm assuming you filmed it obviously in Richmond since it takes place in Richmond. Yeah. That's really, I was like watching and I was like, I think that brick looks familiar. <laughs> yes. Yes, it does. I um, like, do I recognize these things? <laughs> yep. So I basically dragged my crop of, of creative children into the work. I was like, you're the cinematographer you line up the shots. I'm going to tell you sort of what I need. And um, we just figured it out. You know, my daughter Roan played Stacy in a wig. And my son Emmett played AGB in a wig. Because he has hair down down to like here. Mm -hmm. Uh Um, And my son Clark, um, who is also a SAG actor um, and has been in a number of things. He uh, was my cinematographer. That's so cool. And did you then go do all the editing and the processing yourself? No, I have a a wonderful friend um, who did the editing for me. Wonderful. Because I'm not an editor. (laughs) That is. I was like, dude, help! And I said to him, I was like, (laughs) there was a point where I called him. We were shooting in a church um, to get the church scenes. Yeah. And I was like, I don't think I'm getting the right shots. What should I be doing? And so he kind of helped me, like, figure it out. I mean, I went with a shot list, but still, I wasn't really getting yeah. what I wanted. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. he helped me figure that out, and it was really great. Oh, that is so cool. So, where did you film in Richmond? We filmed um, in Shaco Bottom. Okay. Okay. Um, we filmed at Hollywood Cemetery. Yeah. We filmed yeah. on the street in the fan. Of okay. course. Um, and we filmed at Maymont. Oh, nice. <laughs> Where was that won't church? leave the three of us. That'll save the, the church the is us. in the Plains, Virginia. Okay. okay. I'm like, I was like, wait a second. Cause like I did a photo shoot in one of the mausoleums um, at Hollywood Cemetery. Uh huh. And I was just like, that's not the same church that's in my photo shoot. <laughs> oh, so the church was in the Plains, Virginia. Um, okay. Because it uh-huh. really it has that Catholic school look to it. Mm-hmm. But really, the reason why we did it is because um, they have that Saint Michael. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I could get his the light coming from the Saint Michael coming across her face, and have her look up. 
and I wanted the relationship between Stacy and St. Michael, mm-hmm. which is going to be hugely important in the series <laughs> as a whole. Um, but we only get, you know, we get a snip of it in yeah. this book. Um, so I'm assuming you said, I can't remember when we first originally met, you told me that this is going to be a multi book series. What is your plan for how many books or do you have a plan for the books? I thought you did. That's what I thought. That's what I thought. Uh And she ages with the, in the books, correct? Yes. Okay. That's. So I tell people now, I say, people come up to me and they're like, it's a vampire book. Is it? And they raise their eyebrows and I say, (laughs) it's a clean read. I was like, look, mm-hmm. your, your, your middle schoolers at fifth, sixth graders can read this book if mm-hmm. they're good readers. And they, because I don't talk down to anybody, no thank you. And, um, and I said, but here's the thing. I said, they will not be educated in anything you don't want them educated in at 11 and 12 years old from my book. They will not get the language. They will mm-hmm. not get the content. Now, Stacy is 14 in book one. So I want it to be appropriate to a 14-year-old. And she is going to get older. Mm-hmm. And she is going to grow up. And yeah. she is going to not be a 14-year-old by the end of the series. So I make no promises about what will be not included mm-hmm. in the rest of the series. And um, I will probably keep this series as a largely fade to black. Okay. Um, but I don't know yet because I haven't mm-hmm. written book four and five. Yeah. So we'll book see. three. Book three is is drafted. Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. Well, <laughs> yeah. well, also as someone who has taught fourteen year olds for many many years, um, they say some of the worst things I have ever heard. Right. Um, yeah. <laughs> there oh, are yeah. times where I look at them and I'm like, I am two feet away from you. Seriously. what are you doing and they're like oh sorry and I'm like but you know then I'm freaking out when I have to show them a video because I teach Latin and um so if I'm showing them any like thing that has to do with mythology and it's classic yeah, artwork, people. then I'm like oh god negative people I can't throw it up there and they're Same. like she doesn't have a top on and I'm like y'all have said far worse to me why right. are we even having this <laughs> right my I when I'm trying no. to teach an art history lesson and they're uh-huh. like, <laughs> yeah. and I'm yeah. like, you're 16. <laughs> right. You know, these body parts and you know what they're called. It's I know. I, I right. always 100% whatever I showed, I was like, if I get a single mm-hmm. phone call, I'm throwing you under the bus. <laughs> it is. I was like, we all know what's happening here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, this is right. history. Yeah. You are in right. art class right now. <laughs> right. Naked people will be on the will be yes. on the board. Yes. But it also makes sense that like as your character grows, your character's not going to stay in that same 14-year-old mind. No. I mean, of course not. He can't. Not. So I mean, and she observes things even in the book, even in the first book. She's like, you guys don't kiss very much. You know, like mm-hmm. she notices things. It's and she likes, you know, she finds somebody that she likes in book one. Mm-hmm. Um but it doesn't, it doesn't have to be um, explicit mm-hmm. at an age where I really would love middle school teachers to be able to hand an audiobook to a 12 or 13 year old boy who doesn't, mm-hmm. who doesn't want to read. Yep. 
and yep. he puts his headphones on and he goes, this doesn't suck. I guess mm-hmm. I'll read another chapter. Yeah. Play. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And so for me, that's very important. The accessibility mm-hmm. is very, very important. And as people, you know, as we know, when you read, you don't um, process that which your brain cannot handle. Mm-hmm. So when you read, some, if you see something visually, uh-huh. you can't unsee it. But if you read something that's over your head to in any degree, your brain doesn't really, it just kind of, oh, okay. <laughs> Aha, the beginning of the cat's yes, arrival. Yes. I she love got, it. A motorcycle drove by and it woke her up. And so she's Aww. like, all right, I'm going to go and snuggle now. <laughs> that's glorious. This is Sage. She's Hello, my baby. Sage beauty. I've awesome. locked all my animals out of the room. <laughs> If if I don't don't, they're here or they're mm-hmm. drinking my water or they will climb yes. over my setup. Um, the majority of my animals live outside as I live on a farm. <laughs> yes. This is an 1890 farmhouse you're in inside of with mm-hmm. me. So you okay? I have so many questions in my head right now. One, <laughs> do you prefer reading um, physical books? Yes. Kindle books or audiobooks? Um, it depends on where I am. Okay. Um, physical books are my favorite, but an audiobook with a really, really good reader, like Trini Alvarado, who reads the trickster books for Tamara Pierce, ah, Susan Denninger, ah. who reads Terrier, Bloodhound, blah, blah, blah. I'll listen to anything she reads. Um, Bonnie Turpin, who reads um, the Southern Book Club's Guide to mm-hmm. Playing Vampires. Yes. Fantastic reader. I'll listen to anything oh, she yeah. does. Oh yeah, she was great at that was the only reason why I liked that book was because I liked her voice. <laughs> her performance was it was stunning. so great. Yeah. It was so good. And yeah. I'm really picky about my readers. Mm-hmm. Um, so I uh yeah. So I love mm-hmm. audiobooks, especially because I can read them while I drive. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. but there's really nothing like sitting down and being like, <laughs> you know yeah. I'm a big page mm-hmm. I really like book books um but you know honestly if I'm somewhere and I just want to read a friend's screenplay I really like having it on my kindle so mm-hmm. I can just like oh yeah and I love the kindle for um this is gonna sound really awful and snotty are you ready for me to be awful and snotty <laughs> oh yeah um for books that I think aren't very well written but I want to support the authors and I want to see their plot structure, Mm -hmm. right? So even if a book is really badly written, I can kind of stomach it on the Kindle because I don't, it has, I don't know, it feels less important, Um, but it Mm -hmm. feels like I can just get it and be like, oh, I really like the story. I see what they're doing here. Boy, Mm -hmm. they need to learn how to write, but that's okay. They will, Mm -hmm. you know, and I don't give negative reviews publicly to other authors Mm -hmm. with any specificity because I feel like people need to have their own standards of excellence. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. And so, you know, there's different, there's different things, you know, like if one author, it's not a, for me, this is just me. um, I'm audience driven. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm not masturbation driven. So for me, if I write a book, I don't want it to be masturbation. 
I don't mm-hmm. want it to just be like, look how clever I am. <laughs> if I write that book, it's for you. And so it's not fair for me to not have an astonishingly high standard of excellence mm-hmm. because I need you, when you read that book, you don't owe me a chapter to get into it. That's BS, right? Like you don't owe me anything. I'm not special. If you got this book, I want you to get in on page one and be like, let's go. That's um, true. And just yeah. Have a good time, oh, yeah. You know? And so people who don't pay attention to their editing, they don't mm-hmm. pay attention to like, they're like, well, it takes a couple of jobs because I needed to set up the world. Well, kiss my grits. It's not about <laughs> you, honey. You don't need to do anything. Mm-hmm. What does your reader need? What does mm-hmm. your reader want? What are you giving to this person that's going to entertain them? And this is my theater because yeah. in the theater, mm-hmm. we don't have time. Like the audience comes in, they sit down, like you have to start the play. You can't be like, oh, well, you know, it kind of sucks up till intermission. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. No. oh yeah. That's why your first line is so just like hits you right there. <laughs> Thank I you. Mean, it's, it's the same thing for me. Like I could never, like when I was writing my book, I wrote the first sentence and it, the mini many iterations of my novel that there are at this point my first sentence has not changed mm-hmm. and I mean yours is quite <laughs> I mean I bit down harder on the chunky hand pushing on my mouth I mean like yeah tell me more yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean there have definitely been times where I've started books and I'll just send her a snapchat I'm like all right yes. I'm not I'm still on the first page of this book, but listen to this first line. Right. You just gotta listen to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's <laughs> great. I'm I'm glad you like my first line. Oh, yes. I think it's so important. It's that that first, like, because when you I mean, mm-hmm. obviously you like the cover. <laughs> Everything okay down there? <laughs> other side of the stack so I couldn't oh. see it um like I mean obviously like cover art matters mm-hmm. this is the beautiful oh, yeah. book if you're watching it thank you um <laughs> did you do cover art or oh no no I'm always fascinated by cover art and like how mm-hmm. people do it and everything like that yeah um, me too <laughs> I am I am not a visual artist <laughs> no I'm not either not at all that's me yeah that's that's all her (laughs) I I've designed all my book covers um I actually that's awesome I used to design my book covers and I would do a few different like variations and then I'd show them to my students and then I'd have them do um art critiques on the variations of how they progressed nice and then then they would give me feedback (laughs) they didn't know because my name wasn't on it (laughs) that's fabulous but I'd be like all right (laughs) Um, so how did you go about getting your cover art yeah. since you didn't do it? Um, I hired someone, mm-hmm. believe it or not, on Fiverr. Really? Okay. Okay. Yeah. I've heard that that Fiverr. is a great, oh yeah, you do. I heard it's <laughs> great. Right? I just, I wanted, I wanted somebody who I felt would really represent the contents of the book well. And so I just saw this woman's portfolio And I was like, I like you. And um, we had a, you know, a conversation back and forth. And I said, it could be this or whatever you want. And she drew me sort of what I had suggested. 
and it was fine. And then she drew me whatever she wanted. And it was this. And I was like, dude, <laughs> you are way better mm-hmm. than, this than I am. And I'll take it. And this is my, this is so interesting to me. I bought this, this set arrived a while ago. And then this set arrived today. What a difference. Yeah. Oh, wow. Right? Yeah. Isn't it I have the one on the other side. Uh, uh, uh. Yeah. They just have very different. Yours is kind of like in between. Yeah. 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 So it's just interesting how, how <laughs> sometimes you get a different. <laughs> Sorry. Bunch. Are you okay? <laughs> I'm fine. I uh, thought there was a spider on the book. It was a fuzz. So I screamed. <laughs> Okay, I'm glad that it's not a spider. That would have been scary. That would have been very scary. (laughs) I can't believe that's on camera. (laughs) I have, uh, I don't have a lot of fears in life. My fears are all very irrational fears. Like spiders is one of my irrational fears. Um, I'm like really warm now. (laughs) That was in a serious adrenaline rush right there. It It was. was. (laughs) I am, I, I am not. I'm not good with bu- uh, spiders. <laughs> Bugs, fine. Spiders, not not great. Um, yeah. <laughs> so I actually just remembered a question that I wanted to ask you previously. Mm-hmm. Um, do, I don't listen to audiobooks, but as an actor and coming from a family of full of actors, did you do your own audiobook or did you hire somebody? I did it. Nice. That's awesome. Yeah. And I learned how to engineer an audiobook too, because I was going to hire oh. somebody to do that. And yeah. then I found out how much it cost. Oh yeah. Yeah. And I had to, I had to choke and sputter and gasp. Um, and I said, wow, this audiobook is going to cost me over $3,000 to produce if someone oh, else does gosh. it. Oh yeah. There's no joke. Yeah. And <sighs> they deserve it. Honestly, like $250 per finished hour. That artist deserves every penny. Oh yes. Um, oh yes. But and um, <laughs> I didn't happen to have $3,000 that I could spend on that artist. No. So I said, well, it's, it's not like I can't read the book. So I got a microphone and I set it on yoga blocks in front of my computer. And I read from 4.30 until about 6.15 in the morning oh. um, when I knew it would be quiet. No roosters, okay. no traffic animals um and uh and it took a long time and I did I was very uncomfortable with the technology mm-hmm. and with like how to actually like do it and like get the right specs so that it would go for find away voices and audible and blah 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 and it was really like hard mm-hmm. for me to step in to that part of like my ability, like I can edit a book, I can edit audio, I can listen back. Oh, I can get that, you know, I can get mouth mm-hmm. clicks out of my work by applying this filter and by figuring out these. And I was literally online with some of the, some, I had one guy, I hired a guy mm-hmm. to teach me how to do it. And he did a very good job instructing me. Um, and he, kept saying the whole time, you really can't do this yourself. You need to hire me to do it. Mm. And I was like, any man that tells me that I cannot do something myself can kiss my ever loving, you know what? Yes. yes. And I was yes. like, son, you yes. have challenged the wrong <laughs> mm-hmm. And so Amazing. I was like, 
<laughs> anything you can do, I can do. So anyway, <laughs> um, so I did it myself. And I was never afraid to ask for help. I would hop online and I'd be like, hey, audio narrators, how do you do like this? How, what about this problem? And I found a really wonderful person who like gave me some advice and like walked me through some things. And I bought them Starbucks gift cards and was Aww. like, here you go. Thank you so much for your help. <laughs> I, I, I know I'm not paying you, but like, I just want to give you a little something. Please go have a copy on me um, because appreciation is important to express. Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, so it seems like you fall into this category. I'm sorry. Did I cut somebody off? No. no. Okay. Um, I'm like referencing back to your website because I had a question I have two questions in my head but I'm going to ask the first question first Mm -hmm. um I feel like I know the answer to this based off of just some general conversation that we've had but are you a pantser or a planner both really okay how do tell (laughs) oh how do you do that yeah so what I do is I know the beginning Mm -hmm. and I know the end and then I map out a character arc well, usually, so, so usually what happens is I get an idea and I write some pages and I'm like, do I like this idea? Is this an idea I want to spend time with? Like, you know, do I want to go out with you or not? <laughs> and so, um, we have our date, you know, we go on our first date, which is I write some pages and I'm like, mm-hmm. I don't like you, never mind. Um, and when I find someone that I like, then we go on a second date, which is where I start finding out a little bit more about you. Like, what are, what's this going to be together? Like, what kind of relationship are we going to have? And so um, I actually, I have one sort of right in front of me. Um, so I do one of these little thingy madoodles, which is I do my act structure, right? And I do sort of make little points about like what the main chunks are that I mm-hmm. need to hit. Um, so the journey is about this to this to this to this and if I haven't figured out what the journey is yet I just keep writing Mm -hmm. until I figure it out um and then and then it's all pants to get from point a to point b Mm -hmm. because I don't know how I'm going to get there like just literally this week I was having a plot problem um in book two without giving you any spoilers um, there are, there is more than one antagonist in book two. Cause you know, the whole series is called the unimaginables. Yeah. 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 So it's not just vampire books. <laughs> Richmond has a whole load of trouble. <laughs> Come visit us at Richmond. <laughs> so I'm pitching the book for television this past weekend, right? I'm at a conference pitching uh, about pitching books for TV. Mm. So I'm in a room full of executives pitching my book. People are laughing or having a great time. I have five minutes, right? And at one point somebody says, so tell us like, are vampires everywhere? And I said, no, they're just in Richmond. (laughs) (laughs) The whole room cracks up. Some of them have been to Richmond. Most of them Uh are Northerners. So they have not been, but, um, but it was very entertaining. So Richmond has more than one unimaginable creature. Um, or not that Stacy has to figure out, are you real? Mm-hmm. Not real? What's going down? Yeah. So, um, my, my issue was that the two were not intersecting. And so that was not what I really was after. I really needed there to be a relationship between the adversaries. And I was writing to solve a completely different problem in the book. And something happened that I did not expect 
to happen. I mean, literally I was just trying to clean up the scene Mm -hmm. and then something happened that I didn't plan. I didn't know it was going to happen and it solved all my problems and it fixed it. (laughs) There you go. I couldn't have, I couldn't have like constructed that. Mm -hmm. Like honestly for my writing process and maybe other people are not like me. Um, it's almost like you kind of have to tune into the story that wants to be told, right? Like what is the universe offering you in this moment? And to be able to listen, like in book one, Steve has a special thing that happens with him. Steve has a special gift. And I resisted that. I wrote it and I was like, no, this is going to throw off the whole series. (laughs) I cannot have this happen. And I rewrote and no, this cannot happen. It's going to throw up the whole series. And then it became evident that that was an absolutely crucial point. And so many people have told me that that, like, that, that, that scene where that ability gets revealed is one of their favorite scenes in the whole book. It was meant to be. So it like, was meant to be. <laughs> yeah. And so, okay. Um, but again, I didn't plan that. I didn't, that was, an, that was a pants, totally pantser moment. Mm-hmm. So that's how I blend the two. Um, I really believe that within structure, there is freedom. Like if you have a structure, then you can really, again, these character arcs are things that humans understand. And if you want them to understand your book, you have to make it relatable. And we all go through these kinds of journeys. Um, With fiction, it's just elevated. Mm -hmm. That's, I find, I find that just so fascinating. I love, that's one of my favorite questions to ask because as two authors here, mm-hmm. um, well, three, three <laughs> yeah. um, authors here, I, I just, I'm so fascinated by like the writing process because I wasn't surrounded by like writers growing up. Like mm-hmm. there was no writers near my age or around mm-hmm. me. So I'm always like, how did you do it? Like, how did this happen? Like, what's your techniques and styles and everything? Because I don't know, it's, I find it absolutely fascinating. Cause like, I, on the other hand, I hear and see entire scenes down to the dialogue in my head. And then I write Mm -hmm. them all down. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And that's like, every page is that I, it's up here first. And and then I like, I transcribe it word for word, like nice. And that's just how it is. There's like, and then the thing is, is I see that I see the whole story first. And then there's like specific scenes that really jump out to me and the dialogue just comes to my head mm-hmm. <laughs> and it just exists. And then I write it all down. But the thing is, is like, this all happens before I ever start the book. I'm not, I have not started typing yet. It is all just <laughs> in the notebooks. She is uh-huh. very, very much a Ravenclaw, very much a planner. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And I'm over yes. here, I'm like, I would like to be a planner, but I don't think I am. And then all everything, like, it's all out of order. I'll be like, okay, here's the beginning. All right, here's something that happened here, but then this one's going to happen this way. And it's just like, all right, hold on a second. I got to. that's why this is why writing is so beautiful yes right one when you're an actor only one person gets the part Mm -hmm. but all three of us can have best-selling novels and one person (laughs) can read and appreciate all of our books and it's great and it doesn't matter how you got there Natalie or how you get there Megan it's not a mat it doesn't matter as oh, yeah. long as you run the marathon, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter if you're in sneakers or flip-flops. If it doesn't matter if you walk or run, 
It doesn't matter if you stop and, you know, do the hokey pokey in the middle, <laughs> like just run the marathon. Exactly. So exactly. like, it's all, mm -hmm. it's all good. You know, when Neil Gaiman and I wrote Circus of Night, we sat in his cabin for two days, basically. And we were like, okay, well, let's figure this out. And I had all these, all this art and we were looking at these pictures and we were trying to figure out like, well, how do you make a story out of this art? And how do you make um, a dramatic plot line that's going to involve circus acts? Yeah. You know, and it mm. is a circus and it's this thing that happens in the circus. And it was very much like, what about this? I don't know. What do you think? What about this? I think this should happen. Okay. Let me write that down. What about this? I think this should happen. Okay. Write that down. Do you know, it was just mm. super fun. Yeah. So it, it's like, and then writers, you know, talk to each other and it's like, yeah. You, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Oh yeah. We, we all have our own very similar, but very different processes. Like it's yeah. all kind of like, oh yeah. It's right. not a Venn diagram. It's a circle. It works mm -hmm. on all different parts of the circle. <laughs> mm -hmm. There are as many different ways mm -hmm. to write a novel as there are humans who have yes. written one. And there are yeah. some universal principles that you really have to hold on to. Mm -hmm. <laughs> true, true, true. <laughs> true. Like gravity, it works no matter where you are. And I feel like that's true about novels too. Like if you don't have a journey, it's just masturbation. It's just not going to, yeah. really, you just have to, yeah, you just have to do the work. You have to cut stuff that you love. It's sad, but true. The more clever you are <laughs> and the more you love that moment, the more it probably doesn't actually serve the story. Mm -hmm. I'm not ready to hear that yet. <laughs> I know, it's okay, sorry. No, this is all good because I know like for me, it took me so long to like realize, like, you know what? It doesn't really matter how I write it as long as it gets written. And cause you know, it's the typical like, all right, the Buzzfeed articles and things like that where it's like 10 steps to writing your book and then you read it and you're like, these aren't, steps and then you get sucked no. into this rabbit hole and it's literally just as simple as what you were saying everyone does it different it, it really just is what it is mm -hmm. it really yeah. It, yeah it's crazy to think about that kind of stuff and I love that yeah I mean yes. just keep writing yeah that's as simple as it is mm -hmm. yep all right very cool <laughs> um I, I don't know, Megan, did you have a question? I thought you had one. It looked like you had one forming on your front nope. of your forehead. For, nope. Okay. I didn't want to jump up. Cause I, no, you're good. You're good. One of the things I always like to ask authors is how did you come up with your title? Like titles are so yes. interesting to, to me. That's a really great question. Um, so the original book was called Stacy Goldman, Vampire Hunter. Okay. And okay. I mean, so good. Yeah. <laughs> I, I thought it was fun. Um, however, um, I sort of thought of it as like a middle school Anita Blake, right? So mm -hmm. before Laurel Gay Hamilton, before Laurel K. Hamilton got all bedroomy. Um, mm -hmm. and the first five in that series are so much fun. But anyway, <laughs> um I so it was Stacey Goldman Vampire Hunter, and I knew it would probably change. And my best friend's daughter read it, and she said, you know, the title is a spoiler. Oh, <laughs> oh, good point. And I said, you're right. Yeah. And mm -hmm. I said, well, what, what is this book called? Right? Like, what is it meant to be? And mm -hmm. so I realized that the whole book surrounds the hidden city. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, 
And I don't want to say what that is because I don't want to spoil it for anyone who has not yet read it who's listening to this conversation. Go read. Um, yeah, please go read the book. Then you will get all the in-jokes. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah. And each book, the second book is called Tattooed Angel. Okay. Um, which happens question. to be a location oh. in the book. And the third book is called Magic Squared. You're the first people I'm telling that, by the way. <laughs> oh, hot goss. Hot goss. Hot gossip. That's right. So the third book is called Magic Squared. Ooh. And that's also something in the yeah. in the Richmond world. I was gonna say, ooh, like, I want okay. now I'm like really want to know where this is. Like, I know. Like, like, where could ooh, this be? Where could this ooh. be? <laughs> right? So have you come up with names for the last two as well? Mm-mm. Or okay. No, I have to make sure that book three ends the way I'm planning mm-hmm. Ooh, because I know where the whole series is going, but I don't have to know how <laughs> I get there because I know I'm going to get there either way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so, I, um, I believe in, in women sticking together. Ah, yes. Snaps, <laughs> snaps. So amazing. you came up with this. So were you just like sitting down and it just like kind of hit you or like... And then the other books, did it come after you wrote them or did it like, once you came up with Hidden City, you were like, boom, boom, like the next two just kind of fell into your head. Yeah. Um, yes. Yes. To all of that. Um, the Unimaginables came after my, so I have an agent, have had, I'm not really sure what our relationship is right now at, um, at John Hawkins and Associates in New York City. And that's the place that has Gregory Maguire and Joyce Carol Oates. And mm-hmm. it's pretty swanky. And he really loved, and when I was in my 20s, I wrote a vampire novel um, called The Revelation Hunters. And it's a very different universe. And the vampires are antiheroes. And it's an almost all vampire cast, but we never use the word vampire in the book. Oh, um, like and that. so mm-hmm. he loved it. Um, the primary relationship in the book is between two 50 year old men. Um, back in 1990, <laughs> um, we weren't quite really, we weren't in a world that was quite ready to have a romance in their novels between two 50 year old men. One, because it was men and the others, it was old guys like, ew. And so the beauty of their relationship and the depth of their relationship was not accessible um, and we didn't sell it. Mm. And so then I bred and I started having babies <laughs> and I was busy for the next 20 yes. years. Mm-hmm. And when I pulled Stacy off the shelf, I wrote Stacy at nap time in 2004. And when I pulled Stacy off the shelf, um, I was literally like, I really wanna go into television production. I wanna, I wanna work in TV. What do I, and how do you get to work in TV? Well, you need intellectual property. Okay, well, what do I have? And I'm like, I've got all these novels. Which one's <laughs> going to make the best TV? Yep. And I pulled Stacy up and I was literally like, <sighs> okay, <laughs> let's take a look. And I read it and I was like, there's something here. Mm-hmm. There's something here. So I need to reteach myself how to write a novel again because it's been a wee minute since I've done it. And then COVID hit and I had plenty of time. So that was awesome. Thanks, COVID. Um, and I sent it to my agent. And he said, listen, I love you. I love your writing. I love that it's fast paced. I love the way that you write. 
Um, but here's the deal. I can't sell this. Um, I'm not known for YA, mm -hmm. but most importantly, I don't want to sell a vampire book right now. Like I just don't want to. Yeah. Um, okay. <laughs> and I said, can yeah. you give me a list? And he curated a list for me of the most interesting sort of genre books that he's like, this mm -hmm. is what is selling. Mm -hmm. um, and it was Renee Adui's mm -hmm. um, The Beautiful. Yep. It was yep. a book by Jess Kidd called Things in Jars. Mm -hmm. And there was another book, um, uh, The Coldest Girl in Cold Town by mm. Holly Black. Mm, yep. And I read them all. And they're not who I am. Mm -hmm. That's not who I am as a writer. Yeah. I write television. Yeah. I write books that you open them up and you start reading and you're like, what happens now? <laughs> At least I hope right? My fingers mm -hmm. are crossed. Yeah. You, just, you want to play with the people. You want them to be your friends and you just mm -hmm. want to know where we're going next. It's not literary. It's not like the most beautiful sentence structure you're ever going to find, though hopefully it's sentence structure is not <laughs> bad, but it's not like, it's not literary. We'll just put it that way. Um, and when, um, I mean, long story short is he didn't want to sell it. I said, no problem. Um, but he gave me, uh, he gave me three pages of the most incredible feedback and the most amazing comments. And he was literally like, look, here's, here, it's not bloody enough. There's not enough risk. Um, Stacy, we don't know how she thinks. Mm -hmm. And like it transformed the book. And I mm -hmm. could not be more grateful to him for those comments because he was right on every single point. And I took every single note to heart. I rewrote the novel three more times Ooh, to make oh, sure that goodness. I had everything. Yeah, 13 drafts. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh. Um, wow. Remember that standard of excellence that I was talking yes. about, right? Yes. Like, I don't want anybody to open this book and be like, oh yeah, that's a sell. That's an indie. Mm -hmm. I want uh, to open this up and be like, is that from Penguin? You know, like I just yeah, right. to be but not boring, like mm -hmm. repetitive, like what people are getting at some of the big vibes right now. Did I say that? Um, <laughs> I didn't mean to say that out loud. Um, but the, you know, really there's the, you know, the, the, the creature as a whole was like, all right, I know where it's going to go. I know what's going to go. And that's how I figured it out. It was like, I want to go into television production. Which one is going to be the most interesting for that? And so that's how this book kind of came to the, the top of the list. And I don't know if I actually asked or answered your question. Did I actually answer your question? I think so. I think I, think so. I went, I, I think digressed. So. Um, what was the question? I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think it, I think it was a question about, um, oh shoot, I don't remember. I don't know uh title all the titles um, anyway i forget anyway. this is my add like prime <laughs> prime example prime example because i'm like yeah yeah it's all i sense. think i think you answered the question i think you did just too. based on the vibes of what just you know i'm just like completely like, okay good yes. the story. <laughs> okay I'm shoot like, yeah, yeah yeah this is so absolutely fascinating. <laughs> i'm like completely forgotten my my question and just <laughs> listening and like sponge. I know. Yep. <laughs> I'm like, uh-huh. <laughs> uh, 
Well, I hope I answered the question. Whatever. I think it was. you did. I think you did a great job. Yeah, I think that was fantastic. But, um, yeah. So that's that's how that's how all those things happen. And again, you know, feedback from the professionals because he reads everything. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, oh my god, how lucky am I that this amazing human who reads everything is going to give me feedback and like tell mm-hmm. me how to do it. And so now like his notes, like literally, I just, I'm like, remember these three points, like you need these things you, and, and, you know, I don't know if he'll be willing to beta read book two, cause it's a wee bit big. Um, <laughs> I do. I just need to cut. I just need to cut stuff, but it, the action needs to happen. So if I cut mm-hmm. something, I've got to figure out how to replace it with something smaller mm-hmm. and, the, and equally or more impactful. Mm-hmm. So because right. I don't want people to read book two and be like, mm. yeah, I totally get that. <laughs> I, I am currently editing book one. I started book two, had a brief detour through a prequel, <laughs> and now back at book one. Awesome. And I'm just editing and finalizing content, and I want to get back to book two, but book one is so different. Mm-hmm. book two is now get feedback from someone else like really like and not just a mm-hmm. beta reader not just a beta reader not just like someone who like you pull off of social media or someone who um loves you um you need to get you need to get feedback from someone who is better and smarter than you where do you find these people <laughs> right that's a great question. I'm I, like, do you have a secret list that you can tell me? <laughs> I don't. I don't. Um, you kind of just have to be like, I need the person and kind of wait for them to show up, you know? Um, maybe it's someone who was a teacher at some point, another author whose book you think is fabulous, who you asked to read your book because you're like, I think you will like this. And I think you've done this before. Like find someone who has ridden the pony first. Before you get on the pony, make okay. sure that you're like, okay, you've ridden that pony. You've gone around that track pretty successfully. Let me make sure that I don't fall out of my saddle. Okay. You know, it's really important. Um, okay. I mean, the other person who really helped me, um, there's an agent at Writer's House named Marilee Heifetz. And she read a first draft of mine a very, very long time ago. And she very generously, maybe she read my whole draft, maybe she didn't, but she very, very generously said to me, listen, you are, you are a good writer Mm -hmm. and you need someone who can launch your career. And I am not in a position to launch any careers right now. So I am going to decline your book, but it's not because your book is bad. It's because I don't have time for you. Now that may have been like the best blow off in the history of earth. Mm -hmm. Um, but it made me feel loved and it made me feel respected. And so I sent the book to her when I thought it was ready to be beta read, oh, God bless us all, right? Um, and her assistant scooped it up and said, I'm sorry, this is not merrily worthy. Like merrily should not see this. And I was like, okay, okay, could you tell me why? Yeah. And she's like, yes, I will. And she read my whole book and she gave me a ton of useful feedback. She's like, eh, it's kind of missing this. It's kind of missing that. It's kind of missing this. And some of those things were echoed also by um, my agent at Judd Hawkins. Mm-hmm. And between the two of them, because again, 
they read everything. They're working professionals in the stinking field. And so I took their notes and I was like, I'm just going to decide whether I agree with you or not that you're right. And I'm going to make changes accordingly. Yeah. And so she, her feedback, again, another like page and a half email, so thoughtful, mm -hmm. so generous and really helped. So your people are out there. Um, maybe it's an editor at a hybrid publishing house. Maybe. Um, who helps you with a developmental edit. Um, that's, you know, that's something that, that I have a partner and we're thinking that maybe that's something that we're going to do one of these days. Um, just to, be, <laughs> to, to contribute, to give back. Yeah. No. You know what I mean? Because you can't see it all yourself mm -mm, mm -mm. until someone else says, listen, your story's great. You can write and here are the things that would really elevate mm -hmm. your work to a standard of excellence that will make you, I mean, to stand in a Barnes and Noble like this, hi, I'm signing my young adult adventure novel today. Yeah. Hi, I'm signing my young adult adventure novel today. Yeah. You know, like yeah. in order mm -hmm. to stand out there and be like, hi, this is about a 14 year old chess champion who moves to Richmond from New York City, who moves to Richmond in the wake of 9-11 and falls in with the vampire hunting crowd. Want to take a look? <laughs> is that like, your elevator pitch yes i do have my elevator pitch. i'm actually teaching a workshop in elevator pitches i'm teaching oh, on cool. november 4th um at the for the, the writers rappahannock regional writers conference on okay. saturday morning the 5th i'm teaching the workshop on um making characters that people fall in love with oh and um cool. it's in their teen track okay um, but anyone can go you don't have to be a teenager mm -hmm. any writer can go and then the night before they're having like a little special group chat thing and I'll be in the room teaching how to write a log line, right? Ooh. Like how to write a log line that'll make people fall in love with your book and be like, tell me more. Um, and when is this happening? November 4th. <laughs> November 4th. You maybe <laughs> need to drive to Richmond, right? I might need to be uh, going. How do I sign up for this? <laughs> you just go online. Uh, you just go to the CRRL. The Central <laughs> Rappahannock Regional Library website, and you just click All right. you just enroll, you oh, just sign up. Okay, I think I know what I'll be doing later. <laughs> right? It's free. It's a free writers' That's conference. Awesome. I think it amazing. Yeah. Oh gosh. <laughs> um, but really, truly, like to be able as an independent author, one of your jobs is to be like this. Hey, look <laughs> over here. Mm -hmm. And if your book has anything in it, one line in it that makes you go, you can't do that. Mm -hmm. You can't wave your arms around in good conscience and be yeah. like, I think you'll really like this book and mean it if you don't have, if you haven't taken the care and feeding, the care and feeding of your animal, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like here, hold my cat, wait, there's poop in her fur. No, <laughs> no. Do you know, like you have to be like, here, hold my cat. She's a really great cat and she can't wait to sit on your lap and purr at you. You know, you have to, you have to have some kind of real commitment to your craft. And not only that, but as a, an entrepreneur, um, you don't want to send your manuscript to a publisher and know that they're going to be like, edit. There's always going to be somebody who hates it. And there's always going to be somebody who loves it. So your job is not to evaluate your work for, is it good or bad? Your job mm -hmm. is to tell your story 
accurately, truthfully, until it's so damn clear that you have written the story and it's right. Facts. It's right. Yeah, exactly. You just <laughs> write the right story. Mm-hmm. R-I-G-H-T, W-R-I-T-E, the R-I-G-H-T, right? Right, right. <laughs> oh, I like that. <laughs> and that's your job because someone's always going to hate it and someone's always going to love it. I mean, truly, there is an audience for everything. Mm-hmm. 16,000 categories in Amazon. I'm not kidding. Wow. And so, I mean, yeah, it's crazy. And so, you know, f- weather fiction, not a joke. Um, so there is every author who is self-published, whether they wrote their book and only six people read it, or whether they write their book and 600,000 people read it, there is still an audience for that book. There is, there's an audience, even if it's only your friends and family, there is an audience for your book. If you want it to be bigger than your immediate circle, you had better make sure that it is the damn best thing you can possibly turn out because you are not special and no one Mm -hmm. owes your stinking genius anything. And so do it, make it palatable, make it so like, if you're going to write a book that is going to offend people, right? And you're like, oh, it's so gross. And there's torture and there's trigger, 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 trigger. Fine. There's an audience for your book, but make it the best torture trigger that you possibly can. (laughs) Get a professional opinion, do the work, cut the typos, cut your fucking adverbs. Do you know what I mean? Like (laughs) really, you have to do the work. No one can do it for you. So you know, I am, I'm so supportive of anybody who wants to write a book. It is a big Mm. job and somebody needs your book. If you have the urge to write it, somebody needs to read it. So get to work. That right there is why I started writing. I was like, (laughs) this is not my story. Mm -hmm. This is the story for everyone. Yeah. There you go. That is the whole reason I was just like, I can't keep this to myself. (laughs) (laughs) Brilliant. And so, you know, there's a process, whatever, you know, you'll figure out what is right for you. Everyone does. But really the thing I think that I think is the most important thing. And the thing that is most neglected is standard of excellence. People get tired and they go, I've just had enough. I'm just going to put it out there. Yeah. Don't mm-hmm. do that. I'm so close to doing that. Don't <laughs> I do that. I stopped. I listened. <laughs> yeah. I listened. Yes, because no one wants to clean up your laundry. Mm-hmm. No. And they don't deserve to. If it's not absolutely the best thing you can possibly put out, wait. Yes. Wait till it's amazing. You know, wait till people are going to read it and be like, oh, I get it on page one. Don't be like, eh, I kind of feel like I need to say this. No, you don't. <laughs> Find somewhere else to say it or cut mm-hmm. it. <laughs> I love that. Amazing. I feel like you, right? Like, just like mic drop. Like, I I don't even know what to say. I'm (laughs) honestly, thank you. (laughs) Thank you. Uh, It was my pleasure. Thank you for having me. (laughs) Like, I, like, I feel like you've just given me so much to think about. And I'm just like, wow. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I'm just like, wow. I don't know. Right? I'm like fangirling. I feel like I'm right? having like a fangirl moment. I'm like, oh my God. That is oh, hilarious. I'm so glad. 
like I'm just kind of like speechless like just kind of like absorbing everything you just said yeah I'm like yeah Holy it's why I wear it's why I wear the skulls and crossbones, but it still says hugs and kisses under it, right? It's right? really actually yeah. harsh. It's, it's just, <laughs> I'm like, wow. I was like, I can't wait for our listeners to listen to this because it's like you're gonna learn some shit today. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, I hope so. I hope I've just been rambling. I try not to ramble. Oh, no, oh, no, that's just amazing. us. That would, yeah, no, we. The whole podcast is chaotic. It's just, you know. I love it. (laughs) Oh my gosh. I love it. I have one last question. Megan, do you have any questions? Nope. I am. You're just on a high? I have a question. I want to know the story of the teacup behind you, Megan. The, oh, I see. Okay. So real quick, the teacup sat here and then I got on camera before you got on and I went, I'm going to move this teacup so it's right there um, in shot. So I'm glad that I moved it off. I like teacups and it's- Me too. um, I love teacups and I've got another one over here. I've got a teacup with a candle in it in my living room, but it's just on- Oh, I love that. I just found it at a little antique store. So every time I go to antique stores and thrift stores, I have to like run away from the teacups. Me too. Because I want all of them. I know. Um, me too. No, it's a thing. Have, it's a past life thing. Yeah, I'm just telling I have this, it's actually, um, it's actually a very light pink. You just can't see it in this lighting. Okay. But yeah, mm. I love, I love teacups so much. So I'm glad I moved that to be yeah. in frame because yeah. it was out of frame. You moved it for me because it I brings did. me joy to see teacups. I love There was teacups. a moment where I was just like, you know, it needs to be over here. And it was because of you. It, that's Good. exactly what it was. Yay, <laughs> okay, Natalie, you had one more question. Oh, I was going to say, I have a dinosaur. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was just looking around. I was like, do I have any teacups? <laughs> I, I don't. I, I have a dinosaur though. So there's that. <laughs> fantastic um no my last question was um I just since we're ending on a high ending on a beautiful thing that's just happened here today I wanted to know do you celebrate finishing your novels like how do you celebrate how do you keep yourself going all that kind of stuff that like I've done something I've accomplished this do you like pop a bottle of champagne do you go out on a date night do you frolic with your goats (laughs) on your farm Right? That's a like great you- question. Um, I, let's see, what did I do when I finished this? So every draft gets acknowledgement in my world, Good for you. right? So I finish a draft and maybe I'll take a day off. Mm. Um, I'll finish a draft and I'll be like, I'm going to have a German beer because I finished a draft. <laughs> Go me. Um, or maybe I will be like, you know what? I'm gonna make cookies because I finished a draft. So I do something rewarding when I finish a draft. Um, and those are important little milestones because it's a, you know, here I am all by myself, my, a lot of paper. This is, a lot of paper. <laughs> this is more than a ream and a half of paper. Yeah, oh my I can gosh. Say. Cool. Yeah. I mean, it's it's kind of you know it's one thing when you see it um in the distance but it's really kind of different when you actually hold it in your hand um it's kind of big what what wow can you what is the type like is it 
Is it 12? Th that wasn't a sentence. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. I like yeah. your font choice. <laughs> Thank you. I like it because it looks like a typewriter. Because I'm old that is and very I wrote nice. the first was... chapters of my books in, in a typewriter. Like That's how, that was my first novel. I literally picked that font because it looked like a typewriter. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's brilliant. <laughs> a new, new carrier or whatever it is. Yep, new, mm -hmm. yep, new, I knew exactly what it courier, was. Courier. Oh courier. I courier might courier. have a slight typeface obsession. Oh, cool. So when yes. I was um, making the final design choices for Hidden City, I was standing there in the Barnes and Noble and I was like, what typeface? is this yeah, YA? What typeface is mm. this YA? What typeface is this way? Because I said, you know, nobody is, I don't want anybody to look inside this book and be like, that does not look like a real book. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, like it needed to look like my, my competitors, you know, it needed to look like Penguin Random House. So this is really random, like really mm -hmm. random. Mm -hmm. um, I really appreciate that your text on the front and back is not in white. It is not in white. It is not like in white. Yeah. yeah. It's not. You can it's... thank the brilliant Dini who did my cover for that. <laughs> I like it because, so I am not like vision impaired, but I have slight astigmatism. Mm -hmm. Me too. So that high contrast mm -hmm. of black, like darks and whites yep. or is like- It drives me crazy. It, it makes everything fuzzy. Yeah. It's less, mm -hmm. obviously less so yeah. on like a book page. It's just the opposite reverse, mm -hmm. right? The black, the dark background with the white lettering mm -hmm. always messes with my eyes. And I can see this, there's no fuzziness. There's nothing. It's like just- a Oh, that's so wonderful. Visual aesthetic. Like I'm like, I can just look at this and I'm not like, <laughs> because I don't, that's great. I, I don't need glasses. I can see- just fine it's just a uh, and the cream paper helps right yes it's, mm -hmm. it's very yeah. nice oh yeah and that's so great i'm so glad yay that you makes don't me use, happy you don't use the glue <laughs> there's a specific type of i it smells clean that sounds strange <laughs> you I know what is this new this new set this has different? that smell Oh, this new set has the is smell. It gonna, is it going to be at Barnes & Noble anytime soon? So I, can I go sniff it? Um, I'm going to be back in Richmond after um, this. There, we're doing Halloween Hangover yes, at yes. Libby Place. Yeah. And I ah. will be there. Okay. Um, uh, and it's, I'm going to, so I'm going to teach my class at the writer's conference on Friday night, teach my class writer's conference Saturday morning. And then I'm leaving from the writer's conference to go to Libby Place to hang okay. out for the Halloween Hangover. Yes. Run my booth. Hey, hey, Natalie, can you yeah. pick me up a book? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I'm going to sniff it first. <laughs> I can't make it up. I, I can't make it up Halloween weekend, but you know. <laughs> yeah. What's uh, the weekend after? It's November 4th and 5th. Oh, that's right. Yeah, it's we'll after. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> I, <gonna> um, <laughs> I will get you a book, but I'm going to sniff it first. That's fine. Wait, that's that's acceptable. <laughs> <Absolutely>. <laughs> um. So to, to answer your question, when I finish a draft, like a big finish, like yes. when, when the proof copy mm -hmm. got here. So this is one of the proofs. I know. And it's got like, I've got writing all over it because I found mistakes mm. and like the spines all cracked. Mm. <laughs> um, the answer is yes. Um, I don't actually remember what we did, 
but we did do something. It was maybe like a family dinner or something. Um, but I really believe in, um, acknowledgement Mm -hmm. of your own, this, this is Blarney. I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Whose tail you see wagging in the distance. Hello, Blarney Stone. Um, here, I'll see if you can get a little. Oh, <laughs> Charles Cavalier. Yes. Yes. <laughs> really just became a dog um, bomb there. <laughs> there you go. Yes, he's a good boy. He wants dinner. Um, ah. <laughs> but the, uh, yeah, as a, as a rule, I really believe in acknowledgement and celebration of those moments because they are a big deal. Yes. They're yes. big. Deal. That is amazing. I even I even wrote down every draft kids acknowledgement because I love that. So I yeah, was like, right? Ah, jot that down. Um yes, same. That is awesome. I, yeah. I need to yeah, it's in mind. really important. It's yeah. really important. And I think that when when Tattooed Angel is actually finished, um, and there's actually like a book in my hands that's not a proof, mm-hmm. um, like I, I might have an actual party. Ooh, Ooh, yeah, very nice. I might actually have a party. <laughs> I because, like the sound of that. Yeah, yeah, because I, I think that it like it feels like <laughs> it's going to be a bigger deal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I totally get that. Yeah, um, but I've learned so much from the beginning of this process until now um, that I really feel like that's a it's going to be an important <laughs> high. It's going to be an important milestone. Oh. Yeah. I'm so excited for you and your adventures and your journey yes. through Thank all of this. You. I like that I can follow along on your Instagram or <laughs> stalk you at Barnes and Noble. <laughs> and there's there's a book talk, you know, I am yes. doing the whole book yes. talk thing these days. Are I you- get three posts from the um from the convention. It wasn't a convention, a festival, the Catalyst yeah. Festival, where I was mm-hmm. learning how to pitch my books for TV. That's so cool. And yep. um, all your socials, is it all the same or is it? Do you it's all either um, Instagram is I am Jen Furlong. Facebook is Jen Furlong. Um, there's an official author page, which is JS Furlong. Yeah. And then my Instagram or my TikTok, you can find me under JS Furlong, but the, the little at handle mm-hmm. is um, Jen writes vampire books. Okay. okay, I'm gonna go follow okay. you right now. Yep, I know. I was just thinking that. <laughs> Good, I'll follow you back. I'm a back follower. Excellent. Uh, yeah, I I love TikTok because I love the um the oh, community of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but yes, I I just I just followed you and I was listening to your lovely voice. <laughs> so weird. So weird. <laughs> Oh, cool, cool, cool. Well, I look forward to hearing we updates on this new yes. book. And this yeah, I want to hear about your books when they when they are ready to start <laughs> peeking out of the closet. My goal is January first. I will be looking for beta readers. That is my goal. Brilliant. Myself. Um, I'm not even in the finished draft stage yet, so I'm I'm definitely at the of opposite end of the. You know writing what? process right now there's but. no rush oh yeah no no they all find their own, they all find it <laughs> in their own time yes 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 so that's great go you that's fabulous <laughs> I mean, both of you. go use 
Use guys. <laughs> use, hey, use guys. <laughs> That's right. Thank oh. you so much for having me. This yes. was a blast. Thank so you so fun. much for coming on. I've yeah, absolutely pleasure. loved this. You, you it's have amazing. bestilled so much knowledge. And oh just, my gosh. Honestly, <laughs> was just like a wealth of information that I felt mm-hmm. starstruck by. I'm just uh-huh. like. <laughs> and also uh, just so inspiring. Like I'm right? sitting here like, I don't need to teach tomorrow. I'm just going to write a book. Right? <laughs> and it's like, wow. I mean, really? You should do a TED yeah. Talk. Do a TED Talk. Yes. Um, um, I think. Thank you. Be- if you can help me distill what my TED Talk should be. I would <laughs> absolutely <laughs> All right. I will pull all the sound bites where yes. you just, just blew my brain away. And I'll be like, okay. flush out this. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but we are so happy that you were here mm-hmm. on our episode of they know how to we write. Know how to read. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, they know how to write series on We Know How to Read.